Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the gaming community. And with me, as always, I got Diddy. Howdy, folks. And Jay Dimes. What's up? All right. We're here to bring you the latest in uh, in video game news. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, some of the news around Xbox's uh, new specs. And uh, Diddy's going to shit all over it, just forewarning everybody. Uh, Nintendo protects its IPs. A mom brings her child back from the dead. And Division 2 announces a new expansion. So lots to go over today. and We're happy to be back. Uh, we missed last week due to uh, just kind of some slow news. But we're back uh, in force now to talk about this. Well, things. we didn't really miss. We were here. Well, we were here. We were playing a little bit of a... We were playing a little bit of For the King by the way, we should talk about that. Uh, For the King is a lot of fun, and it was a free—I eh, don't know—it was free for what was it? Uh, the 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 Xbox Game Pass, and it's this like mm -hmm. turn-based sort of RPG sort of thing. Feels a little bit like D and D on the computer. It's kind of fun. What did you guys think? It's a good it game. Fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, lots of people like love that game, and I heard a lot of good things about it, and I kind of dig the fact that we were able to play that together so uh, is it a long form campaign or is it like a short uh good question i have no idea it seemed like i could go on for a long time <laughs> yeah i mean they ended up i mean we ended up playing it uh we got through like the main the first quest of the main story and now we're on to some other things but it's all around this king was murdered and we have to solve the mystery uh lots of little dungeons so it's challenging too, man. It's tough. It's a tough game. So, but it's a lot of fun. So definitely check that out. So, uh, Don, you have your first. One of the first points on here was that you went to your first ever bar mitzvah. What's that all about? So, uh, friends of ours, their son turned thirteen, and in the Jewish faith, when you turn thirteen, you have a big party. Well, first you have this this ceremony that goes on forever and ever which is in hebrew which yeah. you can't understand anything so you just sort of sit there and nod for about three hours <laughs> but <laughs> after that <laughs> but uh after that they have a big party and um we went to this place called sky lounge out in herndon oh okay. um, i've never been pretty there. cool place nice nice uh nice room um, I bribed the younger brother with uh, Oreos to get in the uh, kids' VIP room. Yeah, they had chicken. Uh, they had chicken tenders and uh, and uh, uh, pigs in a blanket hors d'oeuvres. So, so they had food in there. It's all yeah. That's all Don's uh, favorite food right there. <laughs> Basically, Don has the palate of a twelve-year-old. Got it. So pretty much. And what uh, were they serving the adults, Don? What do we have? Um, I, it wasn't it was it was all right uh what they have oh um uh chicken parmesan uh, chicken parmesan yeah that's good it was but that's pretty good also, let's be real chicken parm is basically chicken tenders slathered in yeah yeah, yeah. in uh tomato sauce which like could be potentially like spaghettios you could you could easily justify that as like a kid's meal but it looks prettier than uh yeah than a kid's but name. it was fun it was interesting um got to meet some cool people some new people it was it was, it was good we had a good time uh good boy this kid uh, i i said this during the thing 
in 10 years, we're going to be watching him uh, accept an Academy Award. Really? Kid, yeah, he has no social fear whatsoever. None. Cool. <laughs> None cool. at all. <laughs> uh that's that's really cool so and how did you how do you know the family is just family friends or just uh my uh my wife uh used to work with uh the dad oh okay cool oh that's nice uh that's nice of them too and we've sort of remained friends uh the three of them three uh it's three couples sets of couples and we get together every once in a while same group i have the beer tastings with from time to time oh okay cool very nice. So, um, I, I went to my first bar mitzvah um, I, when I was actually, it's my first and only bar mitzvah when I was like 13 or whatever. A friend of mine in school was uh, getting bar mitzvah. Is that the term? <laughs> it's awful. What is the term? They were getting, you know, they were going through yeah. the, the, the situation that is the bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, they had us wear like the little. Uh, you have to the wear yarmulkes. the yarmulke. So, okay, I was about to ask if you wore the yarmulke. Okay, cool. Yeah, you have to wear the yarmulke. And I, and it, like, it's, he picks, so, so the, the person that's having the, the, the mitzvah, um, the, the child, they get to pick all the stuff about it. They get, I mean, they have to do this reading in Hebrew. So, whatever they get to pick is worth it. Um, but, <laughs> Uh, so he gets to pick the colors and what the theme is and, and everything. Oh, cool. So he picked a green. So all the little yarmulkes were green and they have, his, Oh, really? That's cool. They have his, his, uh, name and, and the date and stuff on the inside of it. So, Oh, so you got to keep it home. Yeah. You bring it home. Keep oh, it. Oh, cool. They handed us out like, like, uh, community yarmulkes for like the, the people that just show up to, church every other saturday or whatever and uh so so i had to give him back and i and thinking back to it now i wonder how many people's heads that was on that's kind of gross uh, yeah nope these were these were just for us well um well that's good i'm glad to hear that that was fun so that was fun it was it was different and uh it was fun and good. an experience and yeah. they have another son who's a couple years three years younger Oh, so you get to go back and do it all over again, huh? So we'll get to go do it again in a couple of years. Nice. Very good. Well, let me tell you guys um, something that you should do, and that is to clean out your dryer vent every once in a while. So over over the weekend... Alex, you just learned that in this life. Uh, look, I've known this since I was a kid living at home doing my laundry, mm-hmm. and my mom would be like, hey, remember to clean out the, the dryer vent, the, the little lint trap, right? Yeah. So we buy this house uh, a couple years ago, and whenever we buy a new house, like I did this with the other house too, I I always bring somebody in to like do duct work, like to clean the ducts and stuff, because like you have no idea when when they've been cleaned, and mm-hmm. and with that obviously or maybe unobviously to some people out there, but like they would take the they would clean out the the dryer vent because a lot of lint and stuff gets packed in there, and for people who don't do that it can cause a fire hazard. So here's what happened over the weekend. Uh, I am, I'm like, Ari was taking a nap or something and we got the laundry running upstairs and I'm like, Hey Dan, I'm going to go downstairs and just like hop on wow for a little bit. You know, we're just kind of, kind of chilling, decompressing while uh, our toddler who is currently going through potty training is taking a nap. So we just need to decompress. 
Uh, sitting down here, I ended up hearing uh, Deanna run into the room. Alex, something smells like it's burning. And I go upstairs and it smells like, like, it smells like smoke. Ended up, um, ended up like. Trying to burn your well, whole house down. We ended up figuring out that it was coming from the dryer and we stopped everything. The clothes smelled like smoke. It smelled awful. To make a long story short, because it's already been a long story at this point. Today, we um, I ended up getting in one in the in, in the mail from Amazon one of those like um, like they're, they're basically like vent cleaners. They have like mm -hmm. a bristled like brush and, and it's about like that long. And I spent an hour and a half today taking the basically taking the dryer apart, pulling out what looked like at the end of it all a a small dog worth of lint. <laughs> it was awful. And when we had this thing cleaned, the guy who cleaned it was like, yeah, it looks like nobody, you know, and this house is over 30 years old. He, he's like, it looks like nobody has ever cleaned out like some of this stuff. So just, you know, just be aware of that. And there it is, folks. Literally, like if we would have kept it going, it would have started a fire. Clean out those lint traps, man. Do it. Clean Y'all should be shamed of yourselves, dude. We were we were doing our due diligence. This was all all backed up into the. This was actually it was actually impacted into the dryer like so bad it was like um, down below the lint trap like where the heat and stuff it, it like forms. So it was just packed there with however long this lady had the dryer, and uh, yeah, I, I, I it, it was gross. Y'all almost burned down so Arya's house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that, now when she asks, "Daddy, remember that time y'all you almost burnt down the house?" It's like, "Yeah, girl, <laughs> clean those lint traps." Freaking hey, man, it's nuts. Um, but outside of that, outside of that debacle, over the weekend, Don and I had a little bit of fun. We were raiding a little bit in World of Warcraft, and we had some folks from the community join in to to watch the stream twitch.tv slash alex albisu uh that was a lot of fun don thanks for having me you guys continued on the raid last night right how did it go we did we uh we we got a couple of pulls on nazoth was the final boss in in this expansion um we did all right we got him to like 92 percent which is bad. pretty pretty good on the final expansion boss you know when I think we pulled him three times. So. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Not horrible. Yeah, it's not bad not at horrible, all. But, uh, I was I was pretty impressed that we killed the next to last boss. Well, it's like, well, yeah, like that. So, uh, so this is the final. Just to put in perspective for folks who who haven't ever played World of Warcraft, like you have all these raids, that a bunch of boss fights that you have to go through, and they're all like giant puzzles. You have to solve these puzzles together and kill the boss. So when you uh, do that, you get rewards like loot and other things. So it's always fun and, and rewarding to do that. But uh, this is like the final one of this expansion. So it's like 12 bosses. It's something insane. 12, 12 bosses and it's exceptionally hard if you don't have the gear. Yeah, so. And, um, and they put on a whole bunch of different weird mechanics about corruption and and stuff like that so yeah it, it's really fun uh, i will say this this raid this current raid is one of the best they've ever done oh Maybe. i agree 100 by the way 
it is really fun. It it's is. just a good fun raid. Uh, the boss encounters are, are are have good mechanics in them. It aren't you know just dumb. Yeah, <laughs> actually makes sense and and are are fun to do. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me. We we all play yeah, Horde side. And if anybody who listens to the show wants to ever play with us, uh, hit us up. Joystickamouse at gmail.com. Happy to uh, always play with some listeners. Um, all right. Well, we have uh, some news topics to go into. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about, like I said, some of this Xbox news that came out today. So here's the news. It's time for the news. All right, J-Dimes, you're up first. Ever since Microsoft unveiled the Xbox Series X at the Game Awards last December, we've been anxiously awaiting a deeper dive into the features and specifications of the next-gen console. On Monday, Phil Spencer finally pulled back the curtain, letting us all know exactly what we can expect from the machine. So, how pumped are you for this, J-Dimes, Mr. Xbox himself? Um... So this is what I will say about this. Some of this is above my head, technically, to really know what it does. But I uh, I like the uh, the descriptions of things like it's twice as powerful, uh, you know, a console as the Xbox One X, that it can do up to 120 frames uh, per second, which I don't know makes a lot of difference, but for people that play on their televisions, but people that might have it hooked up to a computer monitor, I think can get a lot of mileage uh, out of that. I really like that it's going to play all three generations of Xbox consoles. I think that's, uh, I think that's awesome. And uh, (laughs) Whose was that? Was it yours? I think that was my watch, but I don't know why she decided to start talking. That was weird. Uh, um, and I like that it's going to come standard with uh, an SSD. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be interested to see how big this SSD is, if it's going to be like one of those hybrids where it's, you know, an SSD with a with a hard drive or um, or what, like the Fusion drives in the, um, in the IMAX or, you know, something similar, or if it's going to be a straight up one terabyte SSD in the uh, in the console. I thought they said I, they were going to be straight SSDs, but well, that that I mean, that's great. It, it yeah. the the description just says a next generation SSD. You know, I just I don't know what that what that might work out to specifically. Yeah, but um, you know, here's the thing I think is really important about this announcement as opposed to what they did last year is they didn't talk about anything that didn't have to do with somebody playing a video game. Right, I don't know if that Blu-ray player yeah. is a 4K Blu-ray player. Um, I don't know, like if it's going to support Netflix and all that other stuff. I mean, I assume it will, but I don't know. Yeah, that you know, that's a really good distinction, right? Like, if I it, so if we look at some of the the specs here again, if you're watching live at Twitch.tv/AlexAlvisu, we're sharing uh, a website with some of the. Uh, with some of the specs here 12 teraflops a variable rate shading um hardware accelerated direct x ray tracing quick resume for multiplayer or for multiple games excuse me um 
and smart delivery and and the and those are all very much like marketing terms like those last few uh, but ultimately, what it's touting is its ability, the, the hardware's ability to handle a lot more than than what it can do, you know, today. Um, so the next generation custom processor, it's got a, a uh, it's leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architectures, <laughs> delivering um, four times the processing power of an Xbox One and enabling developers to leverage 12 teraflops of GPU performance. That's twice of an Xbox One X, and more than eight times the original Xbox One, which is what I've got experience playing on. Um, and then, you know, we, we talked a little bit about some of the variable rate, uh, I'm sorry, rate shading. Uh, our patented form of VRS empowers developers to more efficiently utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X, Rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. And this technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the final image quality. That is is really, I think, quintessential to uh, the uh, some of the visual, like the differences in the visual power of a, 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 you know, that, that the hardware can deliver as opposed to maybe some of the stuff that's out today. Um, like some of the visuals that we've seen in some of the, like the demos, uh, like Gamescom, right? Like when they talked about it there and they showed some of the in-game cinematic, like that's, it's nuts to see the level of granular detail that you can get from, from some of the hardware here. Uh, we talked about the sol solid state storage. Um, I think that's going to be really important. Now let's jump back into the 120 frames per second piece. Aren't a majority of TVs like I'm pretty sure like my TV here it's it's at least 120 frames per second. It's well it's 120 hertz. Is it? I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's standard in televisions. I'm pretty sure it is, dude. Is like, it? Yeah, like well, at least nowadays. Nowadays, it, like nowadays, you, it is. You buy a four K yeah. TV, it's gonna have that. Yeah, like like my big TV downstairs runs at two forty. Yeah, and that's actually like I remember buying my LG, my fifty inch LG or forty five inch LG, which is upstairs in Aria's playroom. I bought that uh, way before Deanna and I even got married or engaged, and that was. Um, and it still works great, but I remember, you know, that's 60 hertz, 120 hertz was pushing it at that yeah, point that in was, history. That was a big deal then. Now, now it feels like 240 is really what's pushing it, but 240 is kind of like it's blurring that. I, I can't even imagine that the human eye can comprehend the difference between 120 and 240. Um, I don't know if you have, you have any to have the right that. source uh, in in broadcast TV and cable and streaming, you probably are not going to see the difference. Yeah. But in something like on a 4K DVD or 4K yeah, gaming, like you're going to have so much more. Um, th there's so much more goodness that'll come from 120 frames per second. Uh, so I, I think that this is great. Um, These are actually pretty impressive. I, I was giving JDAMs a hard time before the show, but. Uh, about you know the whole PlayStation Xbox uh, uh, war, but um, actually, did 
these these are pretty pretty significant steps up. Um, I'll be really. I wanted to hear actually hear some more technical information on this uh, DirectX ray tracing and how that works. They say it's hardware accelerated. I would like to know what that means because I mean the big distinction between between this and the NVIDIA boxes, which PlayStation's going to have, is is ray tracing because mm -hmm. um, the RTX cards have it built into the hardware. Yep. Whereas this appears to be software based um, because they have it in DirectX, which is which is the graphic graphics engine for Windows. Yeah, it says it's hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing. So it's like hardware accelerated, software accelerated ray like hardware right, accelerated. So did they software put a physics, a physics card on you know built into the box, you know, because that's what you used to be able to do is to take a a second video card and use that to just process physics, which was the physics of a game. So, like, when something exploded, the stuff moving out away from the explosion, that processing was done by a second graphics card. Yeah. There, for a little while, they were doing it for lighting lighting effects um, also. Mm -hmm. And then the RTX cards came out. I'm trying to remember. Is yours an RTX card, Don? Yeah. Not and it's pretty noticeable the way it processes? Uh, you can just playing a normal game. You don't really notice it until you see it side by side. When you oh, see really? it side by side with ray tracing off and then it turned on, it makes a huge difference. So like, it's funny, uh, in Metro Exodus, there's this one place where you're wading through a puddle, um, with the ray tracing on, you actually see your reflection in the puddle. And when you step in it, it ripples out. And it's not something that you would notice until you see it side by side. It's those and when you see things, it side man. by side, it's freaking impressive. That it's immersion amazing. is key, right? Like, I think that that's we're getting more and more into the realism when we're thinking about uh, visuals and video games, which. I, I have my own thoughts on. I don't think it necessarily needs to be the most realistic looking thing. I'm good with like Nintendo, for instance. I really like that aesthetic. I've always have. But um, I think that we're getting closer and closer to like you can't really tell the difference, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, I mean, it Sam on DC in, in chat was he was talking. First of all, I want to make a couple of comments on some of the chat that he's been leaving so he said also image processor needs to be good cheap tvs have cheap processing when we were talking about the tvs uh very good point like there's some manufacturers where they have like clearly superior processors um like pretty sure like the phillips uh the, their ambilight tv that's like big in the in the uk and it's coming here to the states like that's huge in um it's like one of the best TVs from what people are talking about. And that's specifically due to like the processing power in the TVs. And then he was also saying, do you have, uh, do you have good surround sound too? Ray tracing does sound too. Right. And that's actually the first I've heard about ray tracing handling sound. Is that right? Oh, I actually don't know. Uh, I have a sound bar, so I'm not sure. 
Uh, oh yeah, you don't simulate. even pump it through the graphics. Yeah, it card simulates surround sound, and my it's digital out. So, mm. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I never really thought about ray tracing doing any audio, but I'll have to play with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, overall, I'm very excited. This goes right back to some of the conversations that we've had though around like investing in this five hundred potentially five hundred dollar piece of equipment over spending money on the xbox cloud i have to say for for just the sake of the like kind of an uber consumer of video game stuff and an early adopter i kind of want a physical box i kind of do of, of this um but i know this is going to go right to that that mindset of i should have just gotten some kind of a streaming service because i hate maintaining some kind of a of a hardware j dimes you're shaking your head what are you thinking no i mean i'm I, i'm i'm all for physical hardware um i will probably buy the new xbox i don't know if i'll buy i don't know if i'll buy it day one like i did the s and the x and the the uh the original xbox one but i, I i'm not sold on that whole streaming business um I'll probably be a console user for at least the next generation. Yeah, for that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I sort of have my hardware for Microsoft. I mean, you have your PC. A, yeah, yeah. As I long mean, as it's I available think... in the Game Pass, I, you know, depends on what games are exclusive for the for the console. Like if they brought out a Halo game and it was exclusive to the console and it was really good. Yeah, that's a whole other story. I mean, I freaking bought a PlayStation just for uh, just for Uncharted. Like that was a big reason why I bought it in the first place. I don't think Microsoft's intent this generation is to convert PC users to console users. I think the idea is to give console users an experience that rivals what PC users get. Maybe to keep console users from switching over to PC primarily, but you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they think, oh, we're going to make a console that's going to make people stop buying new PC equipment. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I, I think they want to keep the console users that they have, um, but I actually think they're trying to expand, and I don't want to say convert, but but bring some of the PC users into the Microsoft ecosystem. Yeah. But yeah. Now that might be true. That, that I think is true, which is fine. But, like I like that whole ecosystem yeah. thing. Yeah. The people yeah. that should really be worried to me are the steams, the Epic game stores, the you yeah. plays. They, I, I think, think should pay close Steam. attention to what Microsoft is, is really I, doing. Well, I think, I less, think steam is the one that, that really is targeted here. I think it's really like, where do you get? So like, I think of you play, by the way, I don't even see you play as a potential risk here because it's just more, it's more, it's subscription based, right? Like I'm not owning a, uh, well, a newbie soft, but they have very popular franchises. They have games too. I mean, they, but, but I mean, they've got the clout to be like, you want to play Assassin's Creed? Pay your $15 a month and people will do that. 
you know, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe not long term, but they'll do it for like. I mean, they could they could do months. the Tom Clancy subscription at, at Ubisoft and probably make it work. You know, if you want to play Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six, and the Division, which all three games scratch very specific itches and shooters, yeah, they could probably get yeah. away with it. By the way, I have I have a severe desire to play more of the Division too. Listen. Three dollars, oh, people. You can get on the train for three dollars. You too what, can for, play the division. Two. But that's for Xbox, right? No, for all. It's three dollars on PC. Uh, it's three dollars well, on I have PlayStation. It. I have it on Epic Games Store, though. Yeah. So can I we play cross-platform? <laughs> no, that's really what they need to do. This is the thing. I'm, I, we'll get to it when we get to yeah. the, the, uh, the division section. But. I've got a I've got a bit of a rant. All right. Well, let, let's hold on to that and let's move on to our next story here. Um, this is all this is a Nintendo one. All right. So let's jump into it. Uh, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company have announced that they will no longer work with a game publication after one of its reviewers leaked images of Pokemon Sword and Shield back in November of 2019. This this news is a couple weeks old, but it's worth talking about. Um, don't piss off Pokemon. Don't piss off Nintendo, most of all. This company, F Nintendo, out of Portugal, um, and they, they've since, you know, um, apologized for this, but they were, uh, they, they released some information and Nintendo having none of it. Uh, and with a, a company like F Nintendo, where their name implies Nintendo, kind of, kind of, kind of screwed, aren't you? And, and Sam, I'd yeah, see in, in, uh, in chat, Points something out. Awful journalistic integrity. Respect the embargo. Yeah, let me like, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If any real company that we had heard of had done this, do you think Nintendo would have said we're not going to work with them anymore? Well, I, you know what? I bet they're I bet they're a big name in Portugal. Um, okay, but but we're, but as far as market goes, right? Yeah. Like, if this had been what is it? Giant is it Giant Bomb? Well, if this had been IGN or somebody yeah. like that, yeah, if it had been if it had been Games would Radar, they have done Polygon, the same thing. I mean, they might have made the mistake, but would the reaction have been the same? I, I, I guess my my point is, I think it's easy for Nintendo to make this make this reaction because I don't think it, I don't think it really affects them in the. I don't think so. I think it's interesting that it this is the one they decided to go after. I mean, people have leaked the Joy Cons, they leaked the Switch, they leaked the you know. Everything else has been leaked. Somebody leaked some images from the game, the actual game, and this is the one they are, they're going to go after. Yeah, that I I wonder why. Yeah, and I also, think, but I, I think it, it's easy to make an example of them. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think they're picking on the little kid. That's a good, you know that that's that's actually a really interesting perspective. That that, that could very well be it. Um. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think they're totally warranted. Like, a company like Nintendo with so, with so much clout, like, and they've got a brand new hot game, like a new Pokemon game coming out. Like, yeah, man, be, be super stingy, and um, I, I'm totally cool with this because I think it's really now, a principle thing. I don't think they should have leaked it. But I don't think anybody should leak their stuff that they get either. And it, but it happens. Yeah, all just the time. like don't, I, also, I think Nintendo has the moral high ground. Yeah. It, the the question is 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 this the way that you want to use it? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, 
and Sam brings up another good point in chat. It's possible they've had a, a pattern of this behavior. Like that's, there's two, there's true. two, there's two sides to every story. And, and also let's not, let's not pretend like game companies don't, you know, they, like they, I'm sure they leak stuff knowing that it's going to get leaked just to get the press. Like that's something that happens. Let's not ignore that. Um, but this might be one of those very blatant situations where this wasn't supposed to be leaked and it was. And so, yeah, you got to pay the price and, and I'm, I'm totally fine with it, but I think that that's a really interesting perspective about, are they, are they choosing somebody who's not an IGN or a game spot or anything like that? To just screw with, you know? Um, so anyway, I think that this is—I uh, think this is totally warranted. Any other thoughts before we move on to the next story? Oh, Don, you say say again. I I said part of this is you can't leak actual images from the game. I think that was maybe what crossed the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, don't don't fuck with Pokemon. Yeah, that's don't big, screw. That's them. a big no. Sam says, as someone who works in press relations, embargoes are a big deal because it screws up your relationships with your other press contacts. Yeah, man. It's a freaking, like, it's like a brotherhood. You got you to, gotta, like, or sisterhood. Hey, hey. Whatever. Don't like, give up your sources. Yeah. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Right? That's, that's the way that song goes. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> are you offended? Did I just offend you? Uh, Aretha is somewhere mad with you. I'm just. Diddy, you got your next story here. This is a this is an interesting one. I'm curious to get people's reactions. So, yeah, this is this is so a grieving mom is reunited with her dead seven year old daughter through VR. So when I first saw this story, I was like, I can't tell if this is just if it's cool. It's really sweet, or it's just creepy as fuck. Jeez. It's <laughs> all of those things. It is Man. all of those things. So so what this was about was um, this woman, her daughter, passed away from, um, I want to say from cancer. Uh, but they recreated her in a VR world and and let her let the mom interact with the girl in virtual reality and what sounds sort of interesting until you watch the video and you can see the mom reaching out and try to cup her face and try to stroke her hair and stuff and and it just i you man it's kind of unsettling man it's really unsettling, and I just couldn't decide which side of the fence I came down on. Whether it was, and then I tried to put myself in that sh- in in her shoes, and and you know, heaven forbid, if one of my kids passed away, would I want to do this? It it's really tugging on my heart wow. right now, man. Like because this, yeah, and. Uh... I'd be curious to hear people's thoughts and, and Sam, I know in, in chat has some experience with this. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's more detrimental to be like, yeah, you know, give me an opportunity to see my dead child. Um, 
to to the process of moving on. Um, you know, your your own uh, th- there's a healing process. Part of that, it, you know, you have to learn to move on and 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 acceptance, knowing that you like what has happened is is permanent. Um, like a, 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 this this feels to me like it wouldn't ever give you that permanence feeling as part of moving on. Um, even Sam in, in chat says it's a little weird, but I think I can relate different people grieve in different ways. And I, and I'm really glad that he said that because at the end of the day, like you have to be responsible for how you grieve and you have to think about how the best way for you to grieve. If this is cathartic and you don't, and it's not like too much, you know, like you're not just going to sit there and spend hours and hours and hours doing this because it's cathartic and, and you need to be with your kid and, and this and that, like at that point it, it feels like it could be a little unhealthy, but again, to each their own, whatever helps you cope. Uh, I think that that's, that's really the biggest thing. So Jade, I mean, what do you I, think about this? I, I mean, it, it's a little odd, but I mean, I'm not going to judge anybody on how they deal with um, losing a kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. outliving a child is, is, is in many ways unnatural. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if that's, this is how she got to cope with it. I, yeah. I mean, it's not like she's like walking out in the mall, walking, you know, trying to like do VR and right, strolling yeah. through the mall shopping with a kid. Like, I, it, it, yeah. it's 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 no more weird than people doing seances and you know what i mean and yeah so, you know that's a good point right like well, people, it's probably less weird than that <laughs> i think that when you true really less weird than that yeah like when you're when you're looking at this it's i i, I do wonder if going through your mind you're you you know that it's not real like the seance thing can kind of be said like oh i'm talking to them because whatever it is talking back to me that's the type of thing you believe in is uh it could 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 be them like i don't know it feels like there's still some degrees of separation because this is clearly a, a vr video game sort of experience so um well that's a that's a morbid topic. Thanks for bringing that to the table, Don. Appreciate that. Well, um, uh, you know, just uh, I, th- I think it's fine. This to do is, my part. This is this is good. I I think that this is showing yeah, the way that video is... games transcend various parts of your life. Right. And I I would really love to get the listeners' feedback on this and how they thought about. It. I, watch the video and then tell me what you think. Yeah, we'll we'll have it up at um in the show notes. So, uh, let's talk about our final news topic here. Uh, Jadimes, this one's on you, man. This is all about the division two. All right. The division two is taking players to Manhattan in a new expansion out on March 3rd. The expansion called the division two warlords of New York is set to hit Xbox one PS4 and PC. Ooh, I got all sorts of feelings about this. (laughs) Okay. All sorts I have of feelings. Um, all right. So let's let's just start with like so it's $30 for this expansion, right? 
Okay. So, you know, the game came with a pass that was good for the first year of content. And I think if you bought the game with the game pass, it was $100. Now, what I didn't realize when I bought the pass was that everything that the pass included was essentially free content. And what we were getting was a seven-day early window. The only real additional content that you got with the pass were some short classified missions. But the classified missions didn't really guarantee you anything of consequence. So, like, you get some collectibles and you get, uh, like, a couple of little backpack hangy, hangy things. But, like, no blueprints or guns or anything that you couldn't get throughout the rest of the game. So, it was kind of a waste of $50. This new content is being released basically the day after the year one pass expires. So it forces anybody who wants to play this to pay the extra $30. Oh, of course, man. God. Wow. I I didn't realize that. and, And so, like, as I've said to a lot of people in the Facebook group that I'm in for Division, I'm not really mad about having to pay the $30. I'm actually more mad that I spent $50 for the year one pass than I am that I have to spend $30 for brand new content. But I feel like what the least they could have done was give us a discount on yeah, the, the, difference. the new content. Yeah. Like, give, give me 10 bucks off. Yeah. Like, give me something. Right? So, now, I've already spent the $30. I'm getting the new content because Division is what I play. Yep. So... Like, I'm here for the new content. Number Thing number two that irks me up about this is they're killing the entire weapons and gear mechanic in the game. So right now you get to level 30, and then you start being able to get uh, equipment that goes from like the low 400s up to 500 and 500 maxes out. Like I, that's like item level. Yeah, that's the item level. So in the new expansion they're introducing level 40 gear. Which means everything that we've really obtained for the last year is worthless. We got to grind out all new all new gear. Welcome to an MMO, my man. Man, they are also getting rid of a lot of the talents and attributes that currently exist. So some of the people, some builds that you, that you've made like, you know, damage to elites, which is a big uh, talent that people work on talent and attribute that people try to get rolled onto their devices, their, their, um, their weapons and gear. Doesn't matter anymore. It's going away. It's going to be replaced with something else. Hmm. Um, you're, you're hitting the um i remember when when world of warcraft came out with their first expansion i was like wait so you're telling me that all that gear i just worked towards like i never i never really got the concept of expansions and everything and now it's become so commonplace to be like oh yeah sure i'll start over and i don't even mind that but like be up front with what i can expect on march 3rd like, I, is there think, a point in me continuing 
to play the game now and get gear. Like, so basically we've had like a three week limbo. Mm. I'm playing, but I don't know if any of the stuff that I'm getting means anything on March 3rd. So it's, it, you know, it's nice. It's fun to go back to New York. Everybody's everybody has said they wanted to go back to New York. Um, a lot of people didn't seem to be real happy with being in DC. But I just I, I don't know that I feel like we needed to destroy the mechanic of the game to do it. Man. Yeah, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. I'm salty, Sam. I am salty. I'm 130 dollars <laughs> into this T- game. Time to and... shake Tim over my fresh out of the fryer French fries. Nice and nice and salty there. Yeah. I mean, look, I, like. I get it. There's no expectation set, so you don't really know what you're getting. I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, at least tell people like, hey, this is this is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen to your gear. Like this is this is the way the stuff that you currently have. But do you think that they would be like the- so so even when there's an expansion like in World of Warcraft, if you have if you you've done the grind and gotten really good gear for that expansion, when you Generally speaking, when you go into the next expansion, you're a little bit ahead because it takes you four or five levels before you start replacing gear. Yeah, they they Whereas, have said that level 31 gear will be far ahead of level 30 gear. Yeah, and like in World of Warcraft, hmm. uh, you don't start replacing the greens for about three or four levels. Um, they are, they're also doing the thing. I think that you all said, wow does where like, if you buy the new expansion and destiny did this too, it's an automatic upgrade to level 30. So that makes me feel like, yeah, they, they know that level 30 stuff is going by the wayside. I will say this, uh, the new world of Warcraft expansion is doing this. So there, it used to be. You could go back and zerg all the old raids for gear. You could just run through and try to get the gear, try to get the sets, try to get whatever you wanted. They're leveling them all. Every one of the old instances. Are they really? Yeah, they're all going to be level... What is it? 50? 50? Yeah. Oh, sure, though. I mean, that's fine. I mean, yeah, by the time you hit level, level 60 in Shadowlands, you'll end up getting... Uh... You'll end up getting uh, back up to level... Yeah. Uh, or Now, they have said once you reach 60, you'll still be able to back and easily yeah. do it. I wonder... Still. Oh, that's Jade. I was like, I heard somebody typing, and that must have been Jade-Imes typing back. To yeah, somebody. it's me and my mechanical well, keyboard. Well, but, 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 but let's call out what Sam I, just I, said. He said I he got tricked into uh, joining in MMORPG. That's true. I'm, I'm with, I'm with uh, Jade-Imes here. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed if I spend $100 for the... For the game and the season pass, and all and all I ever got out of it was cosmetic, basically. Yeah. That's pretty. I mean, when you you expect at least two, if you get a year pass, you expect two DLCs out of that at least. You know, I think I, you know, this is this is this what I think would be a good, a good like meet in the middle. Give me ten pieces of gear that I can take that I have now that I want to automatically max out to 40. 
yeah, but yeah. I can see why they wouldn't do that. You're just, man, you're, yeah, like, I get it. But this this is like total MMO situation that you deal well, with. Well, but it and it is, but like it's not how they position the game. I hear you, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Except, but you know what? We they don't, pulled the switcheroo. We don't pay extra for it either. We didn't pay extra for for grinding that gear. We put we put time and effort into it. Yeah, we did. You you we buy did. a new expansion every every few years. No, we buy the expansion, but we don't pay extra for for any dlc that doesn't give us anything well you could argue that that's your 15 dollars a month well let me ask you a question if you don't buy the expansion in wow uh -huh. does your experience change in what you currently have paid for no you're not able to experience the new content well so okay so that's like so i think that might even be a separate issue because whether you buy the new expansion or not I think your your play is going to change. Like I don't know that you can stay in the level 30 cap if you don't buy the expansion. I could be wrong about that. But I'm not sure. I don't know, man. I, I feel what, you though. I mean, like, yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if people if, if they see a mass exodus of people back to division one. Because there's still a lot of people that refuse to come over to two or went back to one because they didn't like two. It's funny, man. It's funny. Uh, yeah, it's interesting how that how that dynamic. I mean, so like, are there a lot of people that are really salty about this in your community, though? Oh man, yeah. Yo, I mean, listen. I have said often that the community for Division is one of the most toxic communities <laughs> I've I've really? ever seen. Oh, Yo, man. these people. I I mean, they are hot. More people, I think, are mad about paying the $30. I wasn't so upset about the $30. I mean, I'm going to get my money's worth out of that, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But yo, these people, they are not happy. Ugh, people are the worst, dude. They are. People are awful. Uh, but the crew guys that I play with, they're all going to the new thing, so I'll be right there with them. Nice, man. Well, if you ever want to play uh some some Division 2 with Jadimes there, uh let us know. J uh you can email joystickandmouse at Jadimes. And they should have given us cross platform. I agree, like, man. They, they should have let me you. play oh, go back and kill, forth yeah. between platforms and keep my stuff. Like, how hard is that? I agree, dude. Like I because I, I, I definitely want to play. Ugh. But I don't want to grind all the way back from the bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he plays on Xbox there, Sam. So, um, all right. Well, we have some uh, some full stream ahead news. Why don't we um, jump right into it? Here we go. Whoop! Hold on. Hold on. Let's try it again because my soundboard was screwed up. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> there we go. There's the sound. All right, Diddy. This one's all on you, my man. Uh, CD Project Red Cyberpunk 2077 will arrive on GeForce Now the same day as it launches on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Google's competing cloud gaming service Stadia. NVIDIA announced in a blog post. So this is probably where I should tell you guys that I canceled my Google Stadia Pro subscription oh i did that a weekend ha ah. ah, i told y'all it was a waste and i signed up for geforce now y'all didn't want to believe me i know geforce now blows stadia away does it 
it is really good. I can take any of my games that I play anywhere and play them in GeForce now. I've tried one. I tried uh, one from uh, from Uplay. I tried one from Steam, and I tried one from um, Epic, and they've all worked flawlessly. Really, I'm I'm so impressed with them. It's just amazing. I don't know what they did, but it works great. Really, I'm kind of interested Man. in trying it. Sam on DC kept telling me to play it, and uh, I just haven't done it yet. I would be interested to know who's supporting their infrastructure on the back end. So, sorry <laughs> to this <laughs> to this uh, uh, story though. So, Cyberpunk uh, twenty seven seven we know is coming out. Um, God, when's it coming out now? September, right? Yeah, I got um, pushed. Yeah. Uh, so it's being released on all the platforms, but GeForce Now is also one of the platforms going to be uh, released on. Um, the great thing about that is, is that even if you play it on there, you keep the game. If you buy it on there, it's yours. Even Same if thing? you stop, even if you stop subscribing to the service, you still own the game. And that's really that's really important. One of the things that they announced, that I retweeted this, um, is that like even if you buy it on Xbox One, on your Xbox One X, you, it, it will follow you to the Series X when that comes out. So they're really adamant about that. Once it's yours, it's yours. That's a great move, man. Because I can't tell you like how many times I bought Final Fantasy VII. I don't want to keep buying it. Uh, and, and, uh, but I want to play it everywhere I can. So like, I think that makes total sense. And, uh, I, I'm hoping that more publishers follow that licensing, uh, because Lord, that would save some money. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really good service. Um, and also at the pro version, you get RTX. Oh, and it's, so how much is it by the way? I think it's five bucks a month. That's it. It's five or ten, yeah. What for exactly. for RTX? Yeah. No way. Yeah. And it's 4K streams 4K. Mm-hmm. Jesus. But so, so I heard though that there was some kind of a di- um an issue that Blizzard had with uh with GeForce Now. Is that accurate? I don't. I haven't tried a Blizzard game. I should have tried. I should try that. Something about how they weren't allowing the streaming to happen with NVIDIA yet. There was some kind of a thing there. I, I don't know. But anyway, I, I was I found that very curious. Um yeah, we I, I'm 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 interested in trying this. At ten dollars a month, that that's a no brainer. Like five five, ten dollars a month, great. I yeah. I I love that. That's great. Um by the way, speaking of Cyberpunk and NVIDIA, have you guys seen that new RTX card? No. Yeah. Oh hey, my by god. The way, this I, thing I, is Diddy, I entered gorgeous. you. And, I entered you and me into a contest on Twitter for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about me? What if I wanted to do RTX? Card? Well, I, I mean, I can give you. I can give you my old 1070 instead. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it's yellow and. Or and or Diddy will just give you his RTX 2080 really nice. that he already's got. No. So they they said <laughs> they said. Let me tell you what the what the tweet was. 
Um, oh, Nikes. Here we go. Unboxing the Cyberpunk 2077. You can get your own. It's like a custom model one. It looks really cool. It's all yellow and stuff. You would retweet the video and then tell us of, about a fellow gamer who has helped you out and tag them in the replies with the, the hashtag. And I talked about how Diddy gave me like a bunch of his old stuff when I was building my computer. Um, so, you Aww. know, I had, to, I, had to, I had to call it out. I had to call out the. Well, Lord. that is nice. That is nice. Yeah, that man. Like fair. this, this nice case I have here, this Antec case, I've got it because Diddy's old case. Um, and uh, there, I think there were a couple parts in here too that, like, just he gave with it. So Diddy had, got had all the stuff. Back. He's got all the. He's got all the cool. Uh, all the cool parts. Yeah. So I had to had to show a little bit of love there. It's um, that empty nest shopping. That's what it is. That's it's what that, that is. It is. Uh, yeah, we're we're doing our nesty amp, our empty nest stuff right now. Love it. Having Love a bathroom it. remodeled. Holy crap. Ugh. Ugh. Too much. Um, well, we're, you know what? We have a video game review. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, but but you know what? Let's let's take just a moment to review for the king. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were. Surprised. So for the king is um, I, I wanted to take a moment to give credit where credit's due for this game. Um, this is a wonderful couch co-op sort of experience for the king like we mentioned at the top of the show is all about uh some adventurers going out on a quest to figure out who murdered the king and i want to be clear that this mission that we're talking about is actually one of many different missions that are part of the for the king game um, there are a bunch of different campaigns that you can embark on um the combat system is very much a uh like turn-based rpg sort of deal everybody has their abilities you choose a class and, and that class has certain abilities with every weapon comes certain abilities so very much an rpg in that aspect the the game board itself feels like something out of civilization you've got these little hexes that you, and you have a certain number of moves that you can make every single turn uh so all in all like it nothing's groundbreaking in that regard but it's challenging uh every turn there are new monsters that pop up randomly and you have to fight them uh once you die a certain number of times you're dead and it's done the game even preempts you and warns you that hey you might actually like lose before the game is over and i think uh, alex okay is the only that. player to die no don died remember you went to go no, save him. Died once. you went to go save him remember oh that's right that's right and uh now here's where the game I think stands out as something that's because it cheated. The game cheated. What? Huh? Well, how, how sir? When how I sir? died, only person that cheated was Jay Dimes hoarding all his money. Anyway, so hey. we, where the game really stands out, which still I owe me sixteen is, gold pieces, which I think is really cool. <laughs> and and guys, this is what we were talking about after we first played. You know how you get those lore books. You can you unlock these little lore books just doing stuff in the game, and you unlock different things that you can use in the game the next time around, such as playable classes, um, different shops that you can encounter, different weapons that you can encounter and like pick up. So so you start out with like what were the what were the the classes again that you could choose? It was like you you chose there was a, a blacksmith bard. Well, the uh, minstrel because so so Don, you're playing blacksmith. a blacksmith. I'm playing a minstrel. Uh, you're playing a hunter, J Dimes, 
And yeah. then there was a, a mage sort of a class, like a mystic, something. something. But yeah, you, yeah, you guys wouldn't let me play that because like, we needed a tank. Yeah, we needed a tank. And how much has that helped us? You've crushed Not very it. Much. You've, what are you talking about? Don rolls in and like it takes him a little bit to attack, and then he fucking demo demolishes everything, and it's great. Uh, and he taunts, which is helpful. So, but you get like like there was another class that came up like a uh, an axeman, like like a wood uh, woodcutter or something. And he rolls around with axes that you can unlock that class using your lore books. There's another one where it was like more of a bard sort of a class, which was different from a minstrel. Uh, all these different characters. Um, so yeah, I thought that that was such a neat way to make this game really replayable. Uh, and, and I really, I've had a lot of fun with it. What do you guys think? It's a good game. Yeah. Great for jam sessions, yeah. man. Really yeah, loving it's, it. It's very entertaining. How about yep. you, Don? Excellent game. Dungeons and Dragons are on a, uh, on the PC. Yeah. Lots of fun. By the way, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Alex, obviously you see a lot of first we feast and hot ones episodes. I'm obsessed with that show. I love watching that show. You know, there are very classic episodes. Have you seen the Halle Berry episode? No, no, not yet. You know, Halle Berry is, is a straight G. Is she? She drinks nothing Dang. during the entire episode. The episode I, I just watched was Aubrey Plaza, who snorted milk. Yo, that woman is weird. <laughs> she's great, dude. She's, no, she's weird. Oh, Gordon Ramsay was great, too. Sam in DC, uh, Sam on DC was saying uh, Gordon Ramsay. Did you see that one? Yeah, that was good. Scarlett Johansson's episode was really good. Yeah. If you go back real old school, Key and Peele, that was a good oh, episode. Oh, I started watching that, and then I, I didn't for some reason. Like, I had to turn off my phone or something. Like Also, the Vince Staples. I don't know if you know who Vince Staples is. He's like a West Coast rapper. No. His episode is his episode is great. He talks a lot of shit. While oh, really? Yeah, he's good. I love it. Um, well, friends, uh, thanks for thanks for sharing uh, your time this evening. That's going to be a show. Let's call it. Let's clap it out. <laughs> Thank you to everybody in chat for hanging out with us. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Alex Alvisu every Monday night uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. We, we do this thing live over at Twitch, and you can join the chat and chime in live there. Uh, for all of our um, contact information, you can head over to joystickandmouse.com uh, you can find out where I stream and where I'm on social media same with Diddy, same with J-Dimes make sure you go do that um, also if you enjoy the show, leave us a 5 star rating on your favorite podcatcher, it definitely helps let your friends know um, it's it, it's all good as we're trying to grow the audience for this show so from me, from Diddy, from J-Dimes we wish you all a wonderful evening and uh, and bye and, and bye If you like this show, check out more great content at IncastMediaNetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Definitely felt like my most awkward outro. Sorry about that.